Well, good morning, church. Uh, by now, you've probably seen in the floor of worship that I am Terry Berg. Uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot. That's just a form of a title. There are some titles that uh, give you a little more information about who I am. To some, I have the title of a friend or a family member. Uh, to some, I may be a lay leader or a lay member to annual conference. To some, I may be a liturgist or a Stephen, well, Stephen leader or minister, either one. I'll get both of them out. Titles, titles, titles. The world's full of titles anymore. Titles can be good or they can be bad, like many things in our world. It all depends on how we use those titles. Some may cause division and anger, and those are not good because God is calling us together for unity. Pride in doing something well is good unless it indicates that you are better or more important than someone else. Let's turn to the Bible to see what it says about pride. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 37, King Nebuchadnezzar says, I praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. I don't know about you, but I'd rather humble myself than had God humble me. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verses 3 through 4, where it says, Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. In the beginning, I used a lot of titles for myself. These aren't to bring importance or honor to me. These are just for opening the door of communication. You see, somebody may want more information, and they may learn that this is an area where they can use the gifts that God has given them. There's only one title that I really need. I am a Christian, and if I live into being a Christian, then everything else will fall into place. Our vision is to make disciples of Jesus for the transformation of the world. This is good. However, for me, it leaves out the first part. I think that we need to accept Jesus and become disciples ourselves before we can be effective in trying to help others to become disciples. That takes time and it takes work. So where do we start? It begins in the heart. Remember the words we have sung in worship? Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Lord, I want to be more loving in my heart. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Lord, I want to be more like Jesus in my heart. This is hymn number 402 in our hymnal. When you sang it, was it just words or did you really mean it? At the top of that same page in our hymnal is a prayer 
for holiness of heart. In case you missed it, let me share it with you. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Here is the citadel of all my desiring, where my hopes are born, and all the deep resolutions of my spirit take wings. In this center, my fears are nourished, and all hates are nurtured. Here my loves are cherished, and all the deep hungers of my spirit are honored without quivering and without shock. In my heart, above all else, let love and integrity envelop me until my love is perfected and the last vestige of my desiring is no longer in conflict with thy spirit. Lord, I want to be more holy in my heart. Amen. I thank Howard Thurman who wrote this prayer and his educational trust for giving permission to share it. He was an African-American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and civil rights leader. He served as Dean of Rankin Chapel at Howard University. Just saying what you want isn't enough. It takes action. So let's back up. How does a person get those wants? It takes someone sharing the good news of Jesus with them. A person can't want Jesus as their savior if they don't know him. Someone has to share his story and the love, hope, joy, and strength that comes from God through his son Jesus. After the sharing comes an invitation it may be an invitation to come to worship, come to a small group, come to Bible study, come to a Sunday school class, a place where they can experience God's love and be nurtured into accepting Jesus as their savior. After accepting Jesus as our savior, we can better hear him saying, come, and I will teach you how to be fishers of men and how to be my disciple. As we learn, we can trust God more and more each day. We can gain confidence. In the past, this was shown as a diagram with a circle. We accept Jesus Christ and become a disciple. Then we bring others in to be trained and then we send them out to do the same. I encourage you to take the opportunities to learn and grow that we have here at Faith Community Church. The United Methodist Church believes in the Bible. If I were to ask you if you believe in the Bible, I would venture to say that many of you would probably say yes. Really? If one is not reading and studying the Bible, how can one believe in the Bible? I've seen people going to the Bible only when they wanted to find a scripture they could make sound like they were right and somebody else was wrong. I've seen people take scripture out of context and twist it for their own means. 
I even heard one person say, we need to forget the Old Testament and just use the New Testament. Last time I checked, it was both. And the last time I checked also, I found that the New Testament is based on the Old Testament. Maybe this person did not use resources to help them understand. I think that at the time this comment was made, they were referring to Matthew chapter 19, verse 19, where it says, love your neighbor as yourself. I guess they either did not want to read Leviticus 19, verses 16 through 18, or wanted to ignore it. It says, do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly, or you will share in his guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. Some probably don't want to read chapter 18, especially verse 22. I guess this person did not know that the prophets in the Old Testament talked about the coming of a Savior, and the New Testament tells of his arrival. Genesis tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. This might not make much sense unless we use a commentary. The one in my Bible says, This is John's account of Jesus' beginning, is an absolute account that stretches back beyond time and into eternity. He affirms that God's Messiah was in the beginning, which is different than from the beginning. A devotional, devotional can also help us. I mentioned the Grand Sweep by Ellsworth Callis. This is one that I've been using. And there have been things that I've underlined that where commentaries from the Old Testament still apply today. I'll give you an example, and I quote, get up and go could be the essence of faith because faith leads to action. Another one is, and I quote, it is good to be able to call back some experiences of mercy to carry one through current crisis. Find a devotional that helps you grow your faith. Here at Faith, again, we offer Bible studies, small groups, Sunday school classes, all kinds of things to help people better understand God's word. Another area where one can grow their faith is worship, which we're doing today. When I said worship, what came to your mind? Traditional or contemporary? These are just styles of worship. Some may have thought of Sunday, but worship should be a variety of times and places. One type of worship is corporate, where we come together as one to praise and thank God. However, it is also a time to learn through word and music. It's a time to slow down and listen to God speaking to us. 
I know that what we receive sometimes depends on a variety of things. A word can spark an experience that you had in the past and you might dwell on it. You might hear something that you say, oh, I've got to remember that. Let me write that down. And while you're writing it down, you miss something else. Sometimes something may have happened on the way to church that got you a little upset, and you might still be thinking about that. So we need to put those things behind us so that we may concentrate on what is being said. Sometimes we concentrate so much on singing in the hymns that we don't let those words sink in. Did you know that our hymnal is a resource? In the front section, there is a, and I quote, direction for singing. Boy, I need that. There are services for communion and baptism, even a basic pattern of worship. In addition to hymns, there are psalters and other general services. Have you ever considered using the words from hymns for your daily devotion? Listen to these words from hymn 115. How like a gentle spirit deep within us, God reigns our fervent passions day by day and gives us strength to challenge and to win despite the perils of our chosen way. Let God be God, whatever life may be. Let every tongue bear witness to the call. All humankind is won by God's decree. Let God be God. Let God be God for all. These words put into action what could help us transform not only others, but ourselves. Are you willing to grow your faith so that the words of hymn 354 become your words? All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. You see, the way that we lead our life can be and should be an act of worship. Do people feel God's love from you? Do they see a joy and hope that comes from having Jesus as one's Savior? The way you uphold the vows of your membership should be an act of worship. Presence is more than regular attendance. It means being presence in caring for people, being present in opportunities to grow your faith, and being present in service. We all know that tithing is giving 10%, but if finances do not allow it, are you giving to God joyfully as much as you can and trying to find ways to reach 10%? After all, we are the church and we need to support it. Praying should not always be private. It should be also outside these walls. We see someone who needs a prayer in our lifely life journey. We should stop right then and pray for them, no matter who is listening or what somebody might say about us. It can be an opportunity to witness. As a Christian, we have a responsibility to share God's love 
and the salvation that comes from Jesus. This includes letting a person know if their lifestyle is not consistent with God's will or the teachings of Jesus. However, we should do it with, with the grace that God gave each one of us. And we should show respect by giving the freedom of choice. There will be people that won't return grace and freedom of choice. They may return anger, false accusations, and even demands that you change your beliefs. In those times, we need to remember the words of Hymn 575. Onward, Christian soldier, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Brothers, we are not divided, all one body, we in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 11 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on a full armor so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Like it or not, in this world, we are at war against Satan. Pastor Tim has said that altar rail is always open for anyone to give their life to Jesus or to renew their acceptance of Jesus. I ask you, if a person doesn't have courage to come to the altar or stand up in front of fellow Christians and accept Jesus, how will they be, have the courage to do it outside of these walls in the sinful world? I have accepted Jesus as my savior. I am trying to live into being a Christian. I am a United Methodist who believes in the Bible and the discipline as written, and I will respect all persons, especially those who do not respect me. This is a lot of eyes, but it's not about me. It's just an example that if an imperfect person like me can do it, you can too. So I ask you, what's your title? Do you want the title of I am a Christian? And are you willing to work into it? I can't remember where I saw it or heard it, but I can't give credit to him, but it said, a message should comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Let us work together making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Grace and peace to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ.